everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Around the Diamond podcast. I'm Evan Bolliger. I'm Sam Edwards. And it is April 15th. It's Jackie Robinson Day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Paying homage to one of the best to do it. Yeah. Great player, great man. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie 42, highly recommend it. Go watch it. Other news. Clayton Kershaw is finally making his first start of the season for the Dodgers. Good to have him back. Hopefully yeah. his stuff is Kershaw-esque. Yeah, we'll see. And Dellen Batan says, too. Yeah. He's not coming back right now, but he's also dealing with injury. He had a spur in his shoulder. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. He's out another six to seven weeks, <laughs> so... He just tweaked it. The Yankees' injury issues continue. Yeah. They're not looking great. Nope. <laughs> Close to the same record as the Sox, and I'm depressed right now, so... Yeah. That'll, that'll tell you both, something. Both teams... Very far behind the Tampa Bay Rays. The Orioles. The Orioles. Are they in second? second? Place. They're in second now. Not a not a pretty picture. The Sox have already lost. <laughs> so if we seem down today. <laughs> yeah. Eight to one to the Orioles. Right. Uh, speaking of the Red Sox. Yep. Their former closer, Craig Kimbrell, has brought his asking price down a bit, mm. but it's still too high. First of all, I saw that apparently last month in March, yeah, Craig Kimbrell was still asking for a hundred million. <laughs> well, you know, we did pronounce him as screwed in an earlier Which, podcast. Which that that kind of asking price is just—it's a confusing process. <laughs> it's it's very confusing. I don't get it. I don't it get makes, it. It makes no sense. But so he's asking now for a deal a deal similar a to. Deal. To Wade Davis and Zach Britton's contracts, so like which three years, 50 so it's million. around three years, fifty million. Wade Davis was three for fifty-two. Yeah, not sure what age Wade Davis is at. Probably similar to Kimbrel. Yeah, I guess a little bit older, I would guess. Yeah, but it's probably still too much. I really think he's going to end up on a one-year deal, but I don't know. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I don't know. It makes no sense. That's, yeah. all, that's all I can think. I it makes you. no sense. No, I hear you. Just like Ozzy Albee's contract. <laughs> makes no sense for him. Makes sense the Atlanta me. Braves signing their star 22-year-old like second baseman. It's great. To a seven-year, mm-hmm. $35 million deal. Mm-hmm. $5 million a year. Mm-hmm. I realize it's a lot of money. I realize <laughs> it's more than most people can know what to do with. Yeah. But just, you look at the market... Ozzy Albies is worth, like, quadruple this contract. Yep. So it upsets me. I, even if he's happy with it, mm-hmm. I just think he's a much better player than that. He deserves he deserves his. It's his second year. He's really good. He's really good, <laughs> but it's his second year. So I realize he doesn't has... have the track record, and you want to use that argument in your favor today. Well, um, but, I wasn't going to say But it, he's a stud. But now that you have said it, no. Um, he's a stud. Uh, uh, he can still get a monster deal. He's going to be 29. He's... The way the market's shifting right mm-hmm. now, that's 50. They're going to be looking at him like he's dead. Not like he's still a guy entering his prime. We'll see. How Look at how he... things just... We'll we just see. had two 26-year-olds who signed, like... The day spring training started. But they were gigantic deals, so... Not anywhere near where they wanted. And that's three years younger than what Albies will be. But they were more realistic. Like, nobody was going to pay them what they wanted. They didn't even get close, though. And Everybody's asking... And, and you got Keiko and Kimbrell unsigned. Everybody's asking. The market's not good. 
you can at least agree with that. And it doesn't look like it's going to be trending up anytime soon. Yeah. So I don't I'll like it for Albies, but... Yeah. It's like the season of extensions. Now Matt Carpenter, two-year extension with the yep. Cardinals. Yep. Which I like for both. Yeah. Carpenter, Carpenter's a really solid player. Another deal that's in the works, not an extension. The Phillies are looking at a possible trade for Madison Bumgarner. Kicking the tires. Early April. Doing their due diligence. Right. Dude, if I was a GM, <laughs> I'd be asking about players way too soon. <laughs> yeah. He's a guy, like, he's one of those guys you might like to see stay with one organization, but... Yeah. I just don't think he's doing the Giants any good right now. Nope. And with the new president, um, Zaidi... Farhan Zaidi. I feel like he's... He's not the type of guy that would usually do that and, like, keep a guy just to keep him. So maybe maybe something gets done, but I, I feel like really... there are better guys the Phillies could look at. Sign Keiko. Instead of giving up young pieces. Do you think this is just a, a big forget you to Keichel, you know? That's what it feels like. I mean... It's like, oh yeah, we're looking at Bumgarner. We're talking about one of the best yeah. ground ball starter, starting we, pitchers. We might trade one of in our In like the past decade. For, for and Bumgarner. he's still unsigned in I April. I know. He's a really good pitcher. I realize he's not Cy Young Dallas Keichel. Is this, is this their response to like when like Keichel's like, yeah, but like you need somebody and who else are you going to get? And they're like, oh yeah. We're going for Bumgarner. <laughs> it, uh, I just... Why would you want to give up extra pieces when you could sign a guy for just the money? I know. And with their... I mean, with their salary. I know... They have salary is good money. before it goes bad. But, like... Because, <laughs> like, you know... Oh, they've got so much money to spend. But then you spend all you your can't, money. Like, you oh, can't crap. tell me Keiko won't take a one-year... He already said he wanted a one-year deal. He would, but he, he wants one year, one year. If they, If they get him for... The rest of this season for like twenty million. Yeah, the Phillies can take that. That's I think that'd be smart for them. I think they could do it, especially if it helps them get far in October. Which I think he could push them another step over the top. I think what's going to happen if he does go to the Phillies or actually anybody, I could see even the Padres. I could see a two-year deal after the June draft because mm. it'll be later later in the season to where. I think a two-year deal will make more sense because they won't want to spend that much money and he wants to make enough money. So I could see, like, maybe two years, $30 million. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I just... After I'm just sick of seeing draft pick. solid players not playing. Yeah. This is bad for baseball. It's just, I, it's I just ugly. Question. I have one question. What were your thoughts on Mike Trout being the new emblem for MLB? His batting stance. Um... I like it being Mike Trout. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yep, and I thought it looked like the mock-up or whatever I'm looked fine, really good. I'm fine with it. It's better than the current logo. Yeah, but I think it'd be really cool if they tried to make baseball cool and did a not a batting stance. Make it. I mean, even as a joke, someone Robbing had a homer. someone had Andrew Benatendi's catch from the playoffs. Mm. Like, make it something, make it Ken Griffey Jr. making a catch at the wall. Make it Trout making a catch at the wall. Make it, I can't even remember who the player was, but making a barehanded catch over his head. Yeah. Like, make it one of the most iconic plays in baseball history. Mm. Make it, make it, like, (laughs) make it, make it it the bullpen cop in the 2013 (laughs) ALCS raising his hands after Poppy's homer. Right. Just something, something fun. Yeah, because like, baseball, it's just there's too there's too, there's too much of this 
old purist stuff in baseball. I just don't like it. It's not fun. Let's take a look at kind of the landscape of the league right now. Our division leaders, our stat leaders. Yeah. In the AL, we've got in the East Tampa at twelve and four, up five and a half. Maybe it's five now on the Orioles. Do you think there's a slim possibility Tampa wins that division? I think there's a good possibility, like fifty fifty. Really? I think it's going to be Tampa, and either the Sox or Yankees. One of them is going to fall to the second wild card. So, it has to be someone. Uh, the way Tampa's looking, I don't see it being them. I realize it's super early, but... They're really early. But Tampa looks fantastic. They do, but they and the team. And, they, and the they're, team. they're another team that's really smart with trades. They'll yeah. probably make one or two great deals at the deadline. They're to put themselves not, in an even better but position. But they also don't go all in at all. I don't know if they can afford to. It's Tampa. Take a look at a Tampa Bay Rays game in St. Petersburg and look at the stadium. Mm, They can't have that much money. Another kind of smaller market, Seattle, also winning their division. They're 13-5, up only one now after being swept by the Astros in their own division. Right. A great start for the Mariners, but we'll see if it was just Houston being amazing. Or if Seattle is finally cooling off. I think I think it's both, to be honest. I don't I know, because Seattle's... I think at least their starting is still looking mostly good. Marco Gonzalez pitched well against a yep. stacked Houston lineup. Yep. So, and they faced Garrett Cole, so... It's not a loss to be embarrassed about. Right. In the AL Central, we have the Minnesota Twins and Rocco Baldelli up right. one and a half games. They're right. eight and four. We were on them. We were on them. <laughs> Cleveland just makes no sense right now. What they're doing, they're, they're I think eight and six. They're not bad. Yeah, and that's without Lindor. They got so, eight and, and now without Clevenger. Yeah, tied with the Tigers. Tied, well, the, for a second, the Tigers are overachieving. Tigers are going all the way. <laughs> but the Twins look good, and it's really fun to watch them. They have all these interchangeable pieces. Yeah, all these guys that can play anywhere. Buxton's anywhere. working out. Yeah, Buxton's been good. Williams Astadio playing catcher and third. He's just fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. Yeah, Yeah, Marwin moving around everywhere. They're they're a good team. Yep. Much like four of the five teams in the NL East, which is currently led by the nine and five Phillies, up half a game. That division is just as crazy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and it's weird seeing like the Braves and Nats are falling behind. Right. It's the Phillies and the Mets right now. Phillies and the Mets and Mets are half a game behind or something like that. Yep. Half a game behind. Another big surprise: the Padres are yep. eleven and six. Winning They're the up, division, up two games in that division. I did say I liked them last week. I would just like to. Good job. Thanks. Great, so, great work. It's okay, you can sit down. You still had them fourth in the division. Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. They're winning the Central right now in the National League at ten and six. Looking good. Yeah, ten and six. They're only up half a game on the cards. Right, Cardinals are. Oh my goodness. Cardinals, and that's with Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter hitting for terrible averages right, right. now. Yep. So the cards are in good shape. The Cubs are hoping to get hot soon. They're kind of in a similar situation to the Yankees and Red Sox. Yankees and Red Sox. Yep. They're just doing awful. Yeah. Um, looking at some of our stat leaders, Chris Davis with a K. Right. 
is the MLB home runs leader at 10. He took it from Bellinger. Big surprise. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> shocker that Chris Davis What's has a lot Chris of home Davis runs. Bombs? That's what he does. <laughs> yep. Crush Davis. Right. The RBI's leader is my guy Domingo Santana. He has 23, which is one more than Bellinger, which... Bellinger right now has been the best player. Yeah. So far. I mean, he's second to Santana in RBIs by one. Right. And he leads and runs at 22. The whole Dodgers team is hitting bombs. Yeah, I mean, their first game of the season, they had, what, eight? Yeah. Like against, that. And that was against Zach Greinke. Yeah. And then, and then the Arizona bullpen. But, right, right. <laughs> but eight home runs in one game, and they're mm-hmm. just, they're mashing. Mm-hmm. Just like Tim Anderson. Yeah. Who has guy. a 429 average yeah. to lead the MLB. Him and Moncada. Yeah, Moncada has been pretty solid, which is like, surprising to me. I know, yeah. Good to see. I, I don't know, he's, he's a good fun guy to watch. Yeah, and another leader... Uh, D. Gordon, the Mariners yeah. are running. Him and Malik's are both top five in steals. D. Yeah. Gordon leads at seven, and then I think a few guys have six. Mm-hmm. Or actually, maybe there's a gap, and then a few at five. The but, whole Royals but, roster. <laughs> <laughs> nope, because you need to get on base to steal. Well, you Billy did. Hamilton fails at that. <laughs> Which, oh, dude. La- this past week, yeah. for those of you that don't constantly watch highlights, Billy Hamilton mm-hmm. was on second base. And a hit, I don't remember who was hitting. Someone hit it deep into the outfield. Yeah. It's caught by Malik Smith of the Mariners. He goes down on one knee. Like, to relax after this. Like, oh, I know he's going to take third. Billy Hamilton just takes right. third. Yeah. Turns around. Yeah. Heads home. He tagged up for two bases and scored. Which I've never seen in my life until that. Yeah, I don't have either. Never. And he would headlong dive, too. Yeah. Like, he just made it in. It's so cool. I mean, gotta be the fastest guy in the league. He has to be. Yeah. He has to yeah. be. He's, he's like the Flash out there. Yeah, Chris I Davis mean, is close, but we'll... Hmm. I'll give it... I'll, I'll give him a pass there. He's no David Ortiz. <laughs> absolute burner. Right. But... <laughs> right. But really, good speed for Billy Hamilton, and he's behind D. Gordon, too, so let's tell you something about D. Gordon. Right. Yeah. Looking at pitching... My guy, Joe Musgrove, has mm-hmm. pitched 15 and a third. He's made two starts. His third comes up tonight. Mm-hmm. Hasn't given up a run yet, so leads with a zero ERA. Yep. Marco Gonzalez leads in innings pitched and wins. He has four wins for the Mariners. Nice. K's, you, strikeouts, you got DeGrom, Blake Snell, and Garrett Cole all tied at 36. Nice. And saves, the Padres' Kirby Yates has nine. Is he really? He has nine saves. I mean, they are top of the They division, have 11 so wins, and he has had to make... enough. 11 wins, he's had to make nine saves. Wow. So, <laughs> lots burn of action for Kirby Yates. Burn out by and, and I believe the hold leader is Craig Stammen. Is he really? So, they're relying on that pen. They are. They re- a lot of close games for Which, the Padres. I mean, yeah, that's the Padres, I guess. They don't even have a number <laughs> one. Like, they're like... The thing about the Padres is they've got, like, two guys that are like, oh, they've got, like, lower than a two ERA. What's this? Like, how many <laughs> innings do they have? And then everybody else is like, yeah. six. <laughs> yeah, Yates and Stammen. I mean, last year it was, like, Yates, Stammen, Simber had been good at first. Yeah. And then Brad Hand was on the team mm. before they traded him. Their bullpen was nice. Was a bullpen. It was a good bullpen. Now the left side of their infield. Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. Yep. The best fielding combo right now. I don't know. I think uh, they have the most I think if you put Eduardo Nunez at short oh, okay. and then Devers um, at third, well, I think the Sox have it. 
<laughs> or maybe maybe a healthy Miguel Andahar and Tulo. Right. <laughs> and the Yankees will have it. Right. If you actually fix the stats to Rafi being 12 years old, it actually, mm. they do come out. Yeah. Very, very good. It's favorable. Every time he makes an error, you just have to think, oh, well, he's like 12. Right. <laughs> 13 max. Can we give him, give him some slack? <laughs> Just a child! Another cool thing from this past week or two, well, actually, a few of them have been going on for a while, um, going back to last year, lots of streaks came to an end. Yeah. Jacob deGrom had made 26 straight quality starts. Which is, was that the MLB lead, or was he tied say for it? He either tied it, or he... I think he did break it by one. Yeah, I want to say by one. But, snapped by the Minnesota Twins, who roughed him up. Yeah, and then last night he had another rough start against the Braves. In those yeah. two games, nine innings, nine runs, nine earned runs. So Degrom's looking a little human. He's human. looking yeah. human. He's looking right. not a guy with a one eight ERA. Right. Right. He's not the alien we thought he was. <laughs> and Whit Merrifield had a thirty one game hit streak snap. Yeah, he did get the Royals all time record past George Brett. Yeah, the great George Brett. That last game he had six at bats too. So yeah. I was like, okay, no, he, he had his shot. He, you know? he didn't um, in the game. The last game of it. Yeah, he hadn't gotten a hit until like the eighth or ninth, and then he bunted for a hit. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so <laughs> it's just great. like that's the most Whit Merrifield thing I've it. ever oh, seen. I love it. He's one of the like old school guys that's still in the league. Yeah, that's how speed gets you on first base. Okay. Yep. And <laughs> another speedster, well, at least former speedster. He's right. had a couple injuries. Jose Altuve. Yeah. Had five games in a row with a home run. Mm-hmm. One of them was a grand, like huge grand slam. Yeah. And another one was into the train tracks in Houston yeah. and left field, which mm-hmm. was an absolute moonshot. Yeah. Again. He's back. The power's back. Altuve is looking like Altuve. Right. Which is great for Houston. They're on a nine-game win streak. Yeah. As of yesterday, they swept their division leader, Mariners. Definitely the best team in the majors. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. It just depends on um, what the back end of their rotation does. If Wade Miley stays reliable... Is Josh James still up? I don't know if he is, he but I'm just waiting for Forrest Whitley. Yeah. I just can't wait for Forrest Whitley well, to get called up. But at the same time, right. I'm like, I uh, hope he doesn't. <laughs> then the Red Sox will eventually face right, him. Right, right. Well, I mean, going into the season, it was like, Forrest Whitley, Josh James, who's going to, who's stepping up here, you know? Who, who, yeah. are, we, who are we going with? But yeah. as of right now, they they look pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Cole's, Cole's lead the division, you know? It's just... yeah. A lot of streaks, a lot of good streaks ended, right? but one bad streak ended in a great way. <laughs> Unfortunately, against the Red Sox, right, of course. whose pitching staff can't do anything right, no, pretty much. Anything. Yeah, Chris Davis, with a C, of yeah. the Orioles, broke his over 54 over the shift. streak, over the shift, finished that game with three RBIs, yeah. today hit a home Two run. Two doubles, yeah, he's back. He's back, he's, he's worth that contract now. <laughs> No, but, but <laughs> no, <laughs> but but it's honestly, despite it being against our team, I think it's just great to see because I, I, you had to feel bad for the guy. I don't, I realize, oh, yeah. and all the people saying, "Oh, look how much money he's making. It doesn't like he doesn't deserve it, and he deserves to be." I don't think anybody deserves to be booed at their home stadium unless it's like unless it's like Roberto Osuna who had domestic violence issues like if it's something off the field but no one no one deserves to be booed at home for how they're playing I just don't like it I think it's kind of classless especially because a guy like Chris Davis I think you can tell he was 
really feeling it. Like, he was he was in better was, spirits than I thought he would be. He just he was talking about the fans and how nice they were. Yeah, and, like, and I mean Sox in, in Fenway he was right. making cheers and then he got a hit against us that drove in two runs and yeah. got cheers. Yeah, so good to see that. But yeah. I, it feels really good to see him do well. Right, just not against Red Sox. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been any other team. Other, other one team. other thing that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, what's up? Another another first for one of the pitching milestones. Yeah. Thomas Pannone of the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Pannone. I'm sure Let's you're all, down, you're all familiar yeah. with him. Right. <laughs> Had our first immaculate inning. Nine pitches, oh, yeah. nine strikes, three yeah. strikeouts. Came out. That's cool. I will say, <laughs> I watched the highlights of it. Two of those strikes were... I know. Balls. Were balls. Right. But, you know, that's baseball. <laughs> and props to him for knowing the zone. Some so, umpires as of congrats, late been... con- Congrats to him. Right. On Can you say his name again? Yeah. Thomas Pannone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I... As umpires, did you see freaking Greg Collins throw at a... Who was that? It was the Diamondbacks versus Padres. And the Padres manager was super ticked. Cause, oh, Mejia. Yeah. It was Francisco Mejia. And I didn't sh- even and watch that. But I just saw it. I just saw it. it the really have been down. big news lately. We yeah. T- I think we talked about Ron Culpa. Yep. Who I'm so sick of being in baseball. <laughs> but we had two games in one day. We had Kyle Schwarber had to get held back from an um. Yeah. Because saw that. And if you watched that, mm-hmm. it was a check swing yeah. that he got called out on. Yeah. He absolutely held up. It wasn't even close. Yeah, like I, saw it. I don't know. I guess that's not a reviewable thing. No. It should be. I don't know why. It really should Strikes, be. Strikes, balls, like, the check swings. It should, it should all like... be reviewable. Yeah, I know. Maybe not individual strikes and balls, but like if it's one that ends up with a strikeout or ends up in a walk, that yeah. they should be able to challenge, I yeah. think. I'm not one of the people that really cares about the speed of the game, so... But Arenado also blew up. That's what I was going to yeah. say. The, next, the other one, the same day. Yeah. Arenado. That was like a foot out of the strike zone. I know. Inside, it too. Inside. And he got called out. Did that end the game? Ooh. I want to no. say it either ended the game or it was in like a big moment. I was shocked he didn't get thrown out. But he threw his helmet down. He threw his helmet down. To be and it was like, I mean, oh, he did, but it was, was like one of the I was... worst. That was the worst call on a strike I've seen all year. Right. I mean, yep. Give us our robot umps already, MLB. Ooh. I, <laughs> I'm not all on board with the robot umps. Something <laughs> needs to change. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But we some, can have like something needs to change. We can have like robots watching the games. Philip Tropicana. Fill up Yankee Stadium. Hashtag Philip Tropicana. There needs to be something changed with umps and how they're handled, especially like Ron Culpa should have been suspended or yeah. fired or yeah. something. I, I, they're unionized, aren't they? They must be because they must be. Something's got to change, right. but they're like not able to. I don't know, but. Re- uh, not refs. Umps need to be more accountable. Yeah, for their mistakes, mm. especially they do in big make games. mistakes. Especially, like, right. and the MLB also needs to start putting the best umps in playoff games yes. for a higher pay. Yes, like a bonus. I want to so that they're re- so that one they're rewarded for being mm. good umps or or have consequences for being bad. I love that. And and also so that we don't get freaking Angel Hernandez blowing like back. To back to back calls in the ALCS yeah, for his first, ALDS. His first name's Angel, though, so like it's 
sounds really soft and like angelic. He's the worst ump in baseball. I don't care yes. what anybody <laughs> says. He's not the worst personality wise. He's pretty quiet. Yeah. But he's he makes the worst calls. Right. He does. So get Angel Hernandez out of the playoffs. Yeah. Do what make make a few changes, baseball. Get me some ump stats. Let's get see who the best ones are yeah. and get those in the playoffs because then yeah. that'll definitely reward. Mm-hmm. And I think you would see some guys that are bad start to do better. Yeah, they would start to care more. Right. Because right now it almost seems like they yeah. don't have to. Yeah, I think we should threaten the bottoms <laughs> and hopefully. Yeah, I agree with that'll that. That'll work a little better. All right, last thing of the day: most overrated and underrated players in the MLB. So yeah. I'm curious what your answer for this is. Who do you think is the most overrated player in baseball you can say it's because of the attention they get or because of their contract yeah whatever it is who's overrated my pick the guy that i have disliked for a good long while and it's weird because he's such a likable guy but eric hosmer of the san diego padres it's i think after the royals world series Everybody's like, oh my goodness, Eric Osmer, Eric Osmer, Eric Osmer. And when he hit the 25 bombs, I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm with that. But then the power just has not been there. Yeah. And it's like, you're first baseman, you've got such a high ground ball rate, hits the ball in the freaking air. And people love him, but he doesn't run. Hits for like a 280, 290 average, which is good, but not superstar level. Not great. My pick, I guess, would be... Madison Bumgarner, I realize he's good. He had, I think, <laughs> nobody come he, my head. <laughs> he had a sub three last year. Yeah, in limited time. I just think he gets injured a lot, and he gets paid too much for how much he plays, and and also the Giants need to get rid of him. Right. And Giants fans are too loyal to him, but right. understandably. Yeah. Because he's their one of their World Series he heroes. Yeah. yeah. But well, yeah, I think I think that his playoff record kind of made him this untouchable guy. Yep. Which I, he's just not that guy anymore. Right. Same with I could have said Clayton Kershaw for the same reasons. Yeah. He's just not what he used to be. It's mm-hmm. his father time caught up. That's yep. all. Yeah. Who's your pick for Nothing you can do about for it. an underrated player? Underrated player, Anthony Rendon. Hard agree. Of the Washington Nationals. Third base just doesn't get the run he deserves. He he could have won the gold glove over Arenado last yeah. year. Like, uh-huh. there were several stats he was better in than Arenado. Right. And that's that's not something that can be taken lightly. Right. Arenado, I think, is the second best defensive third baseman ever. Ever. Is Devers number one or... No, Brooks Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you never heard of Brooks Robinson, it was an old Orioles third baseman. Yeah. Watch his highlights. They're probably in gray. In, in gray, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, right. But he was insane. Arenado is absurd. But Anthony but Rendon. So man. is Rendon. Yeah. Lots of credit to Rendon. Absolutely. Just to pick somebody else, I'll throw in my favorite player. And the one who I didn't even put in my top spot in left field, but you did. Yeah. Because he has a track record. He has got a track record. He's been in the league like two years. Better this track is record than one year. But Andrew Benatendi hit two ninety last year, 16 bombs, 20 steals, 87 RBIs, and 103 runs. Yeah. He does everything. He could have won the gold glove. Should have won the gold glove over mm-hmm. Alex Gordon, who at this point is just winning because he's won one before. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
loss. But Ben Attendee... Snubbed from the All-Star game. Snubbed from MLB Network's top 10 left fielders. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Yeah. Even if you're putting the guys the DH, like Stan and Jamie, I don't get he it. still belongs on the list. Absolutely. So I don't get it at all. Yep. Ben Attendee's a great player. I expect him to hit 20 bombs multiple times. Yes. And he's going to be a 2020 guy for and a while. I expected it last year. Yeah, I, I did too. Still didn't have it I think he's going to be a 2020 guy yeah. very shortly. Yep. He'll continue to be a 100 run guy. Yeah. A 280, 290 average. Lots of great players, lots of overrated and underrated guys. We could go on forever. Right. But we won't. We'll save everybody some time. Right, right, right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Around the Diamond, and we hope to see you next week. Bye.